listening to Victory and Labang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Alright, hello Victory family. Welcome to our uh, worship service today. It's August 1 and um, as you are all aware, we are on heightened uh, GCQ, which means that no uh, congregants is actually right here in the, uh, the, in the center. And so we're, we're missing our... Uh, People who are normally coming here on a Sunday. But, you know, we do hope that you're all well uh, in your own homes. We know that we're back to ECQ starting August 6 to 20. In fact, many are saying, here we go again. Uh, it's like back to zero. But the reality is we're not really back to zero. You know, it's like a dance for me. Um, we've, we've gone through this. Pastor Bodhi has prayed for this uh, earlier. And we know that many would probably feel that uh, there's going to be like some unrest or fears or worries or anxiety in this coming weeks, but we know that God is in charge and He's in control. And so I hope and pray that you're all going to be, uh, you know, just staying put at home, uh, be in faith, you know, maximize this time to be able to spend uh, with your family, your kids, uh, your siblings. And uh, we know that uh, good things are waiting for us right after this ECQ. We're starting a brand new series, as you have seen in the video, uh, Generation We. And um you know, it's actually a series not only for the young generation, but yeah, we're going to be emphasizing on the young, but this really involves all of us. And, you know, when you talk about uh, demographics and generations, you know, we're all part of a particular generation, but a demographic that is mostly affected, especially during this time of the ECQ or the pandemic, are the young people, especially those who are below 18 years old, because, you know, they're not allowed to go out uh, even before the ECQ or the high-end GCQ, you know, they have been stuck at home uh, for more than a year already. You know, we have actually seen them uh, doing online learning in their homes. Uh, they have not gone out, you know, especially those who are 12, 13, they're, all, uh, they're egging to go in the mall at least. But, uh, you know, because of the restrictions, they, they could not. Uh, they could not even get any vaccination yet, you know, because uh, the IATF has not given a go or a clearance for the young people to receive any vaccination yet. And so, you know, they have experienced a lot of learning disruptions in the past years from physical classrooms to now online virtual classrooms. And, you know, particularly the underprivileged youth, you know, they're going through very difficult times coping up with online learning because many don't have laptops or computers in fact, I have seen a picture uh, from some news articles of people in the province or kids in the province using their mobile phone, the, the mobile phone of their parents, borrowing so that at least they can go through their classes. Uh, many are going through uh, depression. According to studies, more and more young people are experiencing some mental health problems like anxiety or, or depression. Uh, about 70% of youth. Uh, from the age 17 to 24, or sorry, 21 years old, have gone through such anxiety attacks or maybe some depression. In fact, uh, according to some news or stats, there's even an increase of suicide rate by about 25%. In an online article from uh, the UK, you know, some of the top challenges or problems of the youth that, uh, that they're facing today that we are facing today, nakikiyuth, eh, no? uh, you know, uh, maybe this is also true in Asia. You know, one of them is like lack of employment, you know, right? After graduating, where do we go to work? You know, there's an increase of, uh, an increase of uh, unemployment rate worldwide. 
failure to succeed in education system is another concern that they have. Uh, one of the things that young people are going through are related to body image. That's the reason why, because of social media, they see a lot of different uh, portrayals of what should be instead of them accepting what God gave them. Uh, family problems, uh, substance abuse, you know, in some uh, uh, countries like the U.S., they've actually allowed the use of uh, cannabis or, or MJ, okay, as part of their medical uh, alternatives. There's pressures of materialism. We see young people just going through uh, like online um, shopping. And so these are some of the things that they're dealing with. Uh, housing, you know, uh, negative stereotyping, pressures of social media, so on and so forth, and you know, some youth crimes. Uh, not to mention, there's also a huge generation gap between the parents and the young people nowadays. You know, sometimes parents cannot really relate to the young people or vice versa, the young cannot relate to mom and dad. That's the reason why I want to encourage every parent uh, who's watching and who's listening right now, it is our job to reach out and listen to our children, not just tell them what they ought to do, not just give them a sermon, you know, you're already listening to a sermon in church. You know, I want you to engage, have meaningful conversations with them. You know, we, it's, it's high time for us to be connected emotionally to our children. You know, I think the other uh, past couple of weeks, I was asking my girls whenever we would actually go out, uh, when it was still allowed for us to go and dine out or maybe buy some things, I asked my girls to uh, connect their playlist to our car audio, you know, while we were driving you know, and I was surprised because, you know, my two younger daughters, uh, age 14 and 16, um, you know, part of their playlist that they actually connected in my uh, audio were 70s and 80s music. I was kind of surprised, you know. We were listening to uh, songs like Chiquitita. Can you imagine that? Or The Cure, you know, Friday, I'm in Love. It is one of the favorites of my youngest. Or More Than a Woman by, was it the Bee Gees? can take my eyes off you, and so on and so forth. So I asked them, you know, what's the deal here? Why are you listening to our music? You know, me and my, me and my wife are enjoying as they're also playing the, the, the music. And they just said, we like listening to it. You know, maybe because of the movies that they watch nowadays that are playing those music. And so I also learned how to explore their music, the music of my children, music from Olivia Rodrigo, or Dua Lipa, or, or Halsey, or Khaled, or, or maybe BTS. You know, I'm not really sure if this is for the kids or for the older ones, okay? But, you know, being in lockdown has some disadvantages. We know that we can also actually see some opportunities during the time that we are quarantined together. And I'm grateful for the time that we get to spend with our children during this quarantine and during this pandemic you know, it was almost like we're kind of forced doing this, but it's a good pressure, you know, that we will actually be able to engage in meaningful conversation over lunch or over dinner. You know, some of our conversations actually involve like, you know, uh, family history. You know, we get to tell them, uh, you know, stories of how we were when we were younger. They always want to hear stories from their mom, uh, how she was raised up uh, in Kalaohan and and then after a while, they said, Dad, how about your story? We always listen to mom's story. What about your story? And so I would tell them a story that I grew up in Tondo and so on and so forth. So they enjoy that. You know, we, we have a, a little bit of family history. We talk about 
plans for college. You know, even our youngest one is now preparing for for college and uh, you know where they want to travel eventually and so on and so forth. Uh, in fact, they kind of uh, opened to us that they're praying that you know even in college they're maybe considering leaving the house and moving out and go to like a dorm. I said, if it's here in the Philippines, you better come home, okay? So, uh, and so the, the youth of today, the generation that we have right now, the young people, uh, they think differently from us. They, they, there's a lot of differences in our generation. I never thought about leaving mom and dad until like I was 30. No, just kidding. Okay? I got married at the age of 21. But yet, you know, I never thought about leaving my, my home uh, you know, until I got married. But nowadays, we see like uh, young people, you know, uh, flexing their, their capability and trying out, you know, discovering how it is to be able to live uh, out there. We find similarities as well. Not only differences, but we find similarities. And the reason why we're talking about this subject today is because our God is a multi-generational God. How many of you believe that? You know, for those of you who are watching at home, I want you to turn to your sons and daughters or your mom and dad and just appreciate them, you know, because we serve a God, a God who is multi-generation, a God who is actually celebrating and, uh, you know, uh, somehow honoring every generation that there is. You know, and this is evident in the scripture as we see generations of families uh, working together, pursuing the mission of God. And somehow we know that, you know, this whole thing about the nations did not really start with nations. It started with families. You know, when, 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 uh, when Adam and Eve were called, they were just, uh, you know, starting a family. You know, Abraham, actually, in Genesis chapter 12, it started with a family, the nation of Israel and so on and so forth. And we're called by God to fulfill missions together, you know, even if we belong to different generations. But as I said earlier, there's a challenge. There seems to be a lack of understanding, a lack of compassion, a lack of, uh, I guess, empathy, if you may say that, between the different generations. And the gap is getting wider. There's a reason why for these next two weeks, it's a very short uh, series on Generation We. We will study this series entitled Generation We. Would you say that? Generation We. If you're watching this, type that in your comment section, Generation We. We will not distinguish which is the better generation. It's not generation you or generation me. It's generation we. And so uh, as we start off this series, I'd like us to open our Bibles today. uh, And we'll be reading from Isaiah. Believe it or not, we're going back to Isaiah only for today. And then we'll pick it up sometime uh, October. So we'll read from Isaiah chapter 40 beginning in verse 28 to verse 31, okay? Uh, I'll be reading from the ESV uh, version, okay? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths, how many, how many of you are youths, okay? You are a young person here, come on now. I want you to just say this with emphasis and with conviction. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord 
shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the passage we have read. I pray that you would encourage everyone who's hearing this, both young and old. I thank you that we get to celebrate each other in the generation that we represented, but, and by collaborating, we can actually fulfill the mission of God that you have planned for this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, you know, we're going to be focusing on three words in, my sermon, in our sermon today, okay? Three simple words. We're going to deal with time. Everybody say time, okay? I think all of us have a bit of time that we can actually control. Time. Second is strength. We're going to talk about strength. And third word we want to look at is the word wait. Now, let's talk about time. How many of you have a watch on your, on your arm or wrist? Okay, we're familiar with time. We're, we're familiar with chronos or chronological time. Now, when you talk about time, this is what the older generation has a lot of or has a lot of experience of, right? You know, like I am already 53. Not afraid, not ashamed to say that. And I've been on this planet walking for 53 years, longer than anyone here in this auditorium, I think. And you know, when you talk about generations and the older people, you know, generations come and generations go. But there's only one person that spans different generations. And you know, there's... You know, we know that God is that person. God is, the Bible says, He is the everlasting God. There's no, no beginning. There's no ending. He's eternal. In fact, He just existed when we were born. You know, the Bible says, in the beginning was God. And He's already been there from the very start. And then we read this in verse, in verse 28. Uh, it says, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. You know, if you're a Marvel uh, a fan, you're probably familiar with the latest Disney Plus movie of Loki. And the theme of that movie or, you know, uh, of that particular TV series is on time variance. And even if there is what you call a multiverse, you know that in the Bible, it's, you know, it's, it's only talking about one particular, you know, universe. If there's a thing as multiverse, guess what? God is the founder and the controller even of time variance. He is the founder of time. He's the author of time. He, is, he, he knows time even before we knew time. God has no limitations. You know, I realize that when you study different kinds of generations, you know, each generation has its own strengths and limitations. You know, and I'd like to just go through very quickly the different generations. And, you know, you can actually identify which generation you're a part of. First generation, those who were born from 1945 and before, these are called the traditionalists or the silent generation. The advantage of this generation is they're really old, but yet they're really wise. And many of them probably are still alive. Some of them are still alive still today, and we can learn from them. The next generation after the silent generation is what you call the baby boomer generation. How many of you are part of the baby boomer generation? Okay, shout out to my friend, Pastor Sani Waman. Okay, uh, the baby boomers. These are the babies 
during World War II. No, after World War II. And these are like, you know, the, the significance of this generation is this. They are the owners of the companies that many of us are actually working now. These are the people born 1946 to 1964. They're very much into work ethics, maybe because of their experience with the war. You know, like pay your dues, or they're very competitive. And they, guess what? They're the ones who invented computers. You're talking about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, and they are the geniuses of their generation. They're very influential. They value great loyalty and legacy as well. So now, now they're thinking about legacy. These are the baby boomers. So we get to appreciate that. So if you have a baby boomer in your own home, don't call them boomer. Appreciate them and thank God for them. Next generation that we can celebrate are the Generation X. These are the 80s babies. This is my generation. These are the people born from 1965 to 1976. And, uh, you know, according to some studies, this is a hugely important generation. They're like the glue of the workforce because they are the ones that are connecting the baby boomers, the owners of the company, and they are the ones connecting them with the millennials. They are the ones who are mostly working now, the workforce of our companies. They are part of the executives or the C-suites or they're now, you know, CEOs or COOs or CFOs or whatever uh, C you can actually think of. And the thing about the Gen X is this. They are parenting their kids, but they're also parenting their old parents. And they're being pulled into two different directions, thus affecting their mindsets and their Maybe their career, maybe their, even their financial standing because they get to take care of mom and dad as well, aside from raising up a growing family. And then we get to the millennials. How many of you are part of the millennials or the Gen Y? Gen Y, you know, may mga nagtatas ng kamay dito. Okay, our cameraman, our, our people from the back, our, our crew, our team here. The Gen Y, genuine, okay, or the millennials. They're those who are born 1977. 1995. And the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, some, sometimes you think that the millennials are the young people, but the reality is the older, gen, the, the, the older Gen Ys or the old, older millennials are about 40 years old already. They're not young as we think they are. Yet we know that uh, some of them actually had some delayed adulthood, like moving out, you know, or maybe in the area of education. Uh, some studies say that they are tech-savvy, but the reality is they're not really tech-savvy. They're just tech-dependent. The generation that is tech-savvy are the next generation, the Gen Z. But the Gen Y or the millennials are a completely different generation. They're very creative in their approach to, to the workplace. You know, they want to not be uh, subjected to like any rules. They want to be able to, uh, uh, to challenge the status quo. They're the innovators. And so I appreciate working with millennials. You know, I have, a, I have a daughter who's a millennial and she's no longer living with me, okay? She's flexing her, her, um, her independence. And now the millennials are working with both the boomers and the Gen Xers. Now we go to the last generation that's present. I'm not really sure. It's just going to be another generation that's going to be introduced. The Gen Z, the iGen or the Centennials. These are the uh, people who are 22 years and under. And I have two in my home, two Gen Zs. 
thing about the Gen Zs is they did not experience 911. They're not familiar with that. They did not see that. They only look at that from the YouTube video. Uh, they're raised very differently uh, by the Gen X from the Gen Y or the Millennials. Uh, they came of age with, great, with the Great Recession that happened uh, in the, in the 2000. Uh, they have a sense of social purpose. Uh, they are what you call the woke generation. They're not wearing a brand. They're joining a brand. You know, for them, it's not about just doing it. You know, I was talking to my, to my young daughters earlier, and they said, you know, when we buy clothes, we like to buy not the branded ones, but we want to buy them from thrift shops. And, you know, I said, why do you want to buy them from thrift shops? Because, you know, it's, it's nice. You know, it's groovy. You know, it's, it's a... They'd say it's groovy, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, you get to save money. They have a different worldview. You know, most of the things that they learned, actually, they got from YouTube. Maybe, you know, how, you, how to drive or how to, how to sing or how to play the piano or maybe how to, how to cook some things. You know, they're very practical with their finances. They're thrifty. Uh, already looking for the, the opportunity to move out. You know, they're talking about that, you know, on, on our dinner table, believe it or not. Uh, they're looking for stability. And so, so these are some of the things that we can actually just identify the different generations bring. And guess what? Every generation brings value to the organization and to our nation. From the youngest to the oldest generation. That's why you don't count out a generation. Each one. Everybody say each one. Each one, each generation is very important in the eyes of God. And guess what? When we talk about generations, generations are time-bound. And that's the reason why we're focusing on time. One generation, as they say, actually to the Bible, it's normally 40 years. But nowadays, we consider a generation to about maybe 20 to 30 years because it's a time when you can actually, you know, uh, get married, have children, and so from your generation to the next generation. It's about 20, 30 years apart. Chronological time means something to us. But yet, you know, you know it's very important because, you know, we, we get to count our birthdays, right? How many of you still celebrate your birthday? Okay? If you are below, I guess if you are below 50, you get to celebrate birthday. After 50, we stop counting already. Okay? You just say 50 plus. But time is not important as a frame of reference to God. That's the reason why He is everlasting. Everlasting means never gets old. And because God does not become old, guess what? His strength does not even diminish. That's time. Which leads us to our second word, strength. If time is what the older generations have a lot of, strength. This is what the younger generation has a lot of. You know, we see a lot of young people, you know, just, you know, are really strong and are flexing their, their strength. You know, nowadays, if you go out in social, like in social media, you see a lot of people getting fit during the quarantine. You know, how I many of you have started exercising or lifting weights or maybe just joining a triathlon event or maybe started to run or swim? And, you know, I'm surprised how some women can carry like heavy weights, like, you know, one of our dear friends, uh, Coach Ren Pasco. She's actually uh, a coach, uh, a fitness coach. Or, or men, you know, like uh, Coach Hitman Dan, okay? Coach Dan, you know, shout out lang, okay? Uh, you know, who, who actually have 
dedicated himself in, you know, teaching people on how to be fit. Of course, nowadays, we just celebrated a couple of days ago, uh, the very first Filipino who actually won the gold medal. Hidalin uh, Diaz, we are celebrating, uh, you know, that as a nation, not only uh, for the women, but, you know, we, we do want to congratulate Hidalin. Thank you so much for bringing pride to the Philippines. Can you imagine? She carried that huge weight. I cannot even carry the bar. No, just kidding, okay? You know, but she did a, a clean and jerk. You know, that's a difficult routine, you know. And after doing that, after being uh, awarded, uh, you know, the gold medal, first gold medal for the Philippines, guess what? She became an instant millionaire. Uh, she was, of course, I think it's part of, uh, we have uh, a law that says like the Philippine government will pay uh, like I think 10 million for the gold medalist or something like that. And not only that, even private firms have actually joined in the bandwagon and has started giving her, you know, cash gifts and condominiums and houses and uh, unlimited travels and, uh, you know, unlimited fuel, you know, life. Can you imagine lifetime fuel? If you're driving a car, you just actually just go to a gas station and they give you fuel. Or unlimited food, like Shabunoki, okay? Who's actually given, uh, you know, that to, to Hidden. So, thank you. Uh, and uh, congratulations for that. Uh, we know that, also, by the way, we'd like to extend an unlimited uh, invitation for you to, uh, to attend uh, Victory as well. So, that's, that's part of our invitation as well. So, you know, some, but yet sometimes, we know, if you've watched her routine, you know, we've seen her when she carried that barbell, it's almost like she's at the, the, you know, the end of her strength. And it's almost like near fail. You know, sometimes when we like exercise or when we work, uh, maybe like me, for me personally, I feel weak. No, not sometimes, but many times, okay? But you know, after several rounds of doing a, a routine or maybe just uh, you know, a running or maybe lifting uh, weights, you know, we feel the need to rest. Our strength. Runs out. How, did you, do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel that, Pastor Bodhi, that you're, sometimes your your strength runs out? You know, even after a good workout. You know, I what one thing that I you know, appreciate about God is this: God transfers limitless strength to those who are asking for it. I'm not talking about just physical strength, but that's exactly what we have read in the scripture earlier in verse 28. The Bible says He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Guess what? Of course, in my age at 50 plus, it's inevitable for me to get tired easily. In, in fact, just waking up this morning, I felt tired. Can you imagine? I have not even lifted up anything yet. But yeah, when you talk about young people, when you talk about strong men, you know, even young men and strong men get to the point of tiredness and weakness, the Bible says. They will reach their limit. And, you know, you call this like the fail point. Too much heavy weight can cause muscle or joint damage. You know, fail is actually a term when the muscle is no longer capable to do another repetition. That's why in verse 29 it says, Even youths shall fail and be weary, and the young men shall fall exhausted. And have you ever come to that point? in your life, maybe not physical, maybe emotional, maybe mental, or maybe even spiritual, that you 
feel that you cannot push forward anymore. It's almost like you are at that point that you want to give up. There's just so many life's disappointment. You did your best to deliver, but it was short. We have a term in Tagalog, tinimbang ka, ngunit kulang. For those who are overweight, you don't want to go timbang. Okay, whatever, okay? And so, the last point I want to emphasize after time, strength, is the word wait. If time is what the older generation has a lot of or experience of, and strength is what the younger generation has a lot of, then wait is how both generations need to respond before God. And, you know, personally, and I believe that it's a shared common experience for all who are viewing this or listening to this. Many of us don't like waiting. We want everything fast. We want our internet to be fast. We want our fast food to be fast. That's the reason why it's called fast food, right? We want everything done fast. Microwave oven, you don't want like crock pot. We want everything done fast. But yet, Bible always rewards those who wait. And I believe that there are seasons in our life that we cannot actually push it to be fast. And this promise of waiting does not depend on age or strength of any generation. It really depends on our trust in the Lord. Verse 31 says this, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run. For those of you who are marathoners, and not be weary, they shall walk and not be faint. What a promise. And I hope that during this time of pandemic, and even beyond ECQ, that you and I will learn how to wait on the Lord. You know, when you talk about waiting on the Lord, to wait on the Lord means to hope with eager expectation. Waiting is just an exercise because you have nothing to do and you're waiting. You know, when you're waiting, there's an eagerness. There's hope involved. There's something in your heart that is confident that what you're waiting for is sure to happen. And so when we're waiting for the Lord, guess what? God will come. God will rise up. God will pull us up. You know, it's like a farmer who waits for the harvest after planting his seeds. How many of you know that a wise farmer, after planting the seeds, would actually wait for the harvest to come and will not just give up? Waiting is difficult. But yet, the farmer is confident that something will come out out of the toil of his hands. What are you waiting for today? Are you waiting for a breakthrough? Are you waiting for a provision? Are you waiting for a restoration of relationship? Are you waiting for healing? Are you waiting for something that is out of your power to do? Guess what? It's not about our power. It's not about even our own time. It's about the timing of God. And when we wait before the Lord, the promise of Scripture is they will be blessed. You know, waiting is that time period that you are in between the promise and the fulfillment of that promise. It's that in-between. Waiting must be done with perseverance. Through faith and patience, we will inherit what was promised. 
And guess what? As we wait on God, He will renew our strength. He does not give us the promise right away, but He gives us the strength to wait until the promise is fulfilled. In fact, to renew means to replace or to exchange. You know, God wants to renew our strength. God wants to renew us. God wants to give us something that is new and valuable. He wants to exchange our weakness into His strength. I call this divine exchange. And have you ever gone to that point wherein you want to give up? Lord, I've done this before. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't even uh, come to pass. You know, my prayer seems to be an answer for many, many years. But we need to renew our strength in the Lord, not renew our strength in our strength. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, we see this as, you know, David was about to be stoned by his very own people. The Bible says, David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. We have to know where to run to so that we can actually be renewed when we need strength in our daily task. You know, it's interesting that the metaphor of the renewal of strength is soaring like the eagle or running or walking. You know, I want to focus on the soaring part. You know, we're familiar with running because we're human beings. We run. We're familiar with walking. We do walk. But yet, we're not familiar with soaring like an eagle because we're not eagles. But yet, that's exactly what the metaphor of Isaiah was using. He mentioned to soar like an eagle. You know what? When you soar like an eagle, if you watch, you know, movies or eagles, they kind of lift up their wingspan and they ride the wind. And sometimes they don't even flap their wings anymore because the wave, uh, the, the, the wind is the one carrying them forward. When you soar like an eagle, guess what? You're lifting yourself above your circumstance and you don't strive, but you depend on God. And I believe my encouragement for us today is this. God wants us to exchange our limited power with His unlimited strength. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus was giving an invitation to His disciples. He said this, Come to me, all of you are who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because He is gentle and humble in heart. You know, my encouragement for us today is that we give our load to the Lord. What load are you carrying? What weight are you carrying? Are you, it seems like you're carrying the world. You don't have to carry the world. Let God carry the world. For you. I want you to lift up that weight and actually give that in the hands of Jesus. Then He will give you a lighter weight and a lighter yoke. And this is what we know as the exchange of load. We can never accomplish things on our own. We tend to struggle. We tend to do things, do things in the flesh. We, did, we tend to be overwhelmed with things. But when we give it to Him, guess what? We will have a fresh boost of strength. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 talks about casting all our anxieties or cares upon the Lord because He cares for you. You know, talking about Generation We, you know, it's my privilege for me to invite 
one young person who give, who give a testimony on what God is doing also in his journey. You've heard me talk a little bit about different generations. Now let's hear it from, actually, from a person in the millennial generation. I'll be calling right now Daniel Devierte, who will share his testimony for all of us. Come on, Daniel. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Good day to you, Paul, church online. For those who don't know me, my name is Daniel Devierte, one of the leaders in Every Nation Campus Alabang and a student in the La Salle Taft. As some of you might know, I'm a pastor's kid, meaning I became familiar with all of these things, church, uh, ministry, leadership, etc. To some, some may think this may be a huge advantage, but I'm not going to lie. It's, they're right. I know who God is. I have foundations, thanks to my parents, and I have my own convictions. But the disadvantage to it is commonly known as over-familiarity, meaning I became too used to this type of culture to a point of taking things for granted. Like, for example, I forget to read the Bible, I uh, skipped skip attending services, I even skipped attending small groups, and so on. In fact, there were areas in my life when I came to believe that God is a passive God. Do you know the feeling that you know that God is there, but He's not doing anything about anything? So it's no wonder I became ignorant when it comes to these spiritual disciplines. My parents used to tell me about not waiting for a time when God will humble me. Of course, I was a kid back then. I didn't understand at first because I thought I was already with God. So why would he humble me when I'm not against him? Then soon after, I went through the, the classic personal issues of youth. Let's just say I, that time I got really emotional. I became anxious. I became hopeless, and I also became desperate for acceptance. To be honest, I never thought these things could actually happen because, you know, I, was, I grew up in a Christian background. I thought I should be immune to it. My life got really messy that time. I became really eager to seek for help. But thank God, thank God for the special people he sent to me. My parents, Emma, Ipa, uh, they never stopped teaching me. They never stopped disciplining me. To my previous leaders, and my current one, Aiko Aldrich, Kuya David, Kuya Jan Veron, and right now, the cameraman over there, you know. <laughs> they never stopped reaching out to me, even though I was skipping. And additionally, God gave me many friends, godly friends, to back me up when I'm down. Of course, I'm not going to mention all of them. There are many. Thank you, Lord, for that. The moment I realized it, I real, uh, that was the very first time I noticed that how God actually cares about me. And it's not just about, about my physical well-being. 
also about my spiritual well-being. I came to realize also the, the value of every spiritual discipline. Like, why do we read the Bible? Why do I serve? Why do I lead? And then soon after, the more I do these things, the more, the more that God revealed to me the purpose of it. The more I seek, the more I wait on Him, the more I know, the more I understand. So to put it simply, my faith got renewed. Which is why, to the parents out there, don't stop teaching your children. Don't stop disciplining. And be patient with them. Not everyone catches on easily. Well, for me, it took me like how many years? I was like 17 years old when I started to realize it. To the leaders out there, don't stop reaching out to the ones under you and those who you're hoping to lead one day. Consistency is key. But of course, not in an annoying way. Uh, and finally, to the youth, don't stop seeking God. Sure, some of you might um, think, be thinking that it, this, all of these spiritual disciplines may seem pointless. But as time goes by, God will eventually reveal many things to you slowly. Of course, not all in one day. But eventually. Just wait. Just be expectant. In terms of the pandemic, I'm sure it's going to be difficult, of course, uh, since there's lots of things going on out there, whether outside or inside the house. But believe it or not, during the pandemic, um, this gave me a chance to actually discipline myself in reading the Bible consistently every day. And as I went along with it, not just reading the Bible, actually, also leading, also serving, the more I do it, the more I can really feel how God is working in me. And believe me, if this can happen to me, I'm sure and it can and it will happen to you. Let me um, go back to the main text that Pastor A mentioned. Isaiah 40, but this time verses 30 to 31. I'm going to read it in the CEV version. It says here, even young people get tired, of course. And stumble, then stumble and fall. But those who trust the Lord will find new strength, and they will be strong like eagles, soaring upward on wings. They will walk and run without getting tired. So that's all for me. From Thank you for your time. God bless you all. All right. Thank you so much, Daniel. Can we give Daniel a hand? Thank you so much for sharing that testimony. You know, um, I'm going to pick up from what Daniel has uh, shared earlier. For those of you who are, you know, um, watching from your home, that's all of you, obviously. You know, and I hope that you have actually heard what Daniel was actually saying. The different roles that we have, you know, as, as parents, don't ever give up on your children. Be patient with them. You know, listen to them. And kids, you know, uh, surround yourself as well with people who can actually help you in your walk with God. And, you know, this is how we celebrate the different generations together. And as all generations trust in the Lord, we will realize that there's no better generation except God's generation. It's not about Boomer or Gen X or Gen Y or, or you know, the, the, the Gen Zs. But I believe that there is only one generation that we get to celebrate, and that is God's generation. 
And God is doing something awesome and amazing in the different generations that we have. And my prayer is this, that we get to recognize and realize the roles that we get to play in teaching the young people, setting an example for them, listening to them, being empathic to them. And the young, my encouragement is that you also be patient with the old. We may tend to be over-preaching, but I encourage you to listen to our hearts. It's really about us loving you and caring for you and not wanting you to commit the same mistakes that we have gone through as our generation is actually about to be oblivious or, you know, passing through and we're about to, ter- to turn the baton to you. And as I end, you know, I just want to share this final main point. You know, we talked about time. We talked about strength. We talked about weight. But we realize that God's power and strength can actually be seen in all generations when we come together and recognize His hand upon each and every one of us. Can we just bow our heads right now for those of you joining us online? I just want to pray for those of you who are young people, going, students going to school, you know, are about to start our classes or your classes this, this August. And uh, for those of you studying in the public school, you know, September. But I want to pray for you right now. Father God, I just pray for, for the young people that they would recognize that they are not a side issue in church. But they are valued. For Jesus looked at the young with so much care and heart. I pray God that they would recognize their value in you. That Lord, whatever it is that they're going through right now, whether they're going through some peer pressure or some mental uh, problems or some anxiety attacks, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister your healing upon them. And that ultimately they would run to you Though young men would sometimes be faint in their strength, may they realize and recognize that if they wait in the Lord, Lord, you will be the one to renew their strength. So I speak your grace. I speak your hope upon them. I pray, God, even for a greater boldness, an opportunity for them to use your platform to be able to minister to people who don't even know you, God. And I thank you that you will protect them from the schemes of the enemy, God. Lord, even uh, John has written, uh, when, when he said in his uh, book, Young men, you are strong because the Word of God lives inside of you. And I thank you that they will be able to nurture and nourish the reading of God's Word on a daily basis. Lord, I also pray, pray for the parents. I ask, Lord God, that you would give us a heart to not be too busy for our kids, to a heart to engage them, a heart to be emotionally connected to them, a heart to listen to them. Lord, you've given us two ears and one mouth. Lord, I pray that we will be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, Lord. And I thank you that we will recognize the opportunity that we have in our homes as we go through this extended lockdown and quarantine, God. I thank you that you will allow us to use these opportunities to bond together, to have meaningful conversations, and to even dream together as a family. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will bless each home. And I thank you that your grace would overflow in each home right now. Father, we pray for those who are teachers, God. I pray, God, that you would allow them to recognize their calling in you, that we are, Lord, co-laboring and partnering with the parents in forming, uh, Lord, uh, moral formation or foundations in the life of these students. 
Lord, we also lift up to you our campus missionaries who are still working for a full time in reaching out students in different campuses, Lord God. Father, here in Victoria, Alabang, we have 14 and we just lift them up to you, Lord God, as being led by John DePante, Lord God. We thank you for each campus missionary that we have. We pray for your grace. We pray for your anointing, God. We thank you, Lord God, that you will use them, Lord God, to be creative in reaching out, Lord God, to our students, even during this fresh school year 2021 to 2022. So, Lord, we thank you for your grace and for your, Lord God, just your opportunity, Lord God, that you've given to us to be able to see an open door in our campuses. Now, for those of you who are watching, and if you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ yet, I want to lead you into a prayer. And you may actually just have an attitude of humility and say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to pray for you right now. Would you follow along with me in this prayer? Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I am in need of a Savior. And that's exactly who you are to me. You are the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You went to the cross. You paid for my sins. You gave your life. You gave your blood so that I can be forgiven. And that from this time on, God, I thank you that I am forgiven and I am also willing, I also will inherit eternal life. Thank you, Lord God. From this day on, I have a fresh relationship with you as my Father, as my Lord, and as my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I'd like to celebrate with you and we hope that you will, you know, just visit us by going to our site, victoryalabang.church slash connect. And uh, we do hope that we get to meet you in the next couple of hours or maybe, you know, a day or two so that we can actually connect you and help you in your new walk with the Lord. You know, just before we end, I just want to share, you know, uh, our heart as a movement. And I believe that you have actually been, you know, if you've been around and you've, you've been with us, You've been hearing us to always say, you know, honor God, make disciples. But the reality is, we also focus on the campus ministry and the next generation as a movement. You know, this ministry, Victory, started in the University Belt back in 1984. And I remember when I got saved a couple of years after that in 86, I was a sophomore student in La Salle. And one of our pastors entered that university and preached the gospel and I heard it for the first time, and I gave my heart to the Lord. And I believe that that, you know, uh, was the start of me, you know, in my walk with the Lord. And, you know, can you imagine this? If one student gets saved, he does not stop there. He reaches out to his family, his siblings, his classmates, his friends. Eventually, that student will graduate. Eventually, he will actually be part of the workforce. Eventually, there's going to be a snowball effect. And that is our heart as a ministry. Jesus' heart is also for the next generation. We see that in Matthew 18. That, you know, he said, you know, if you take this young people, you know, these young people, they actually are for the kingdom of God. Jesus loves children. He loves the young people. They are a priority and valuable in the kingdom of God. My encouragement for all of us is that we get to invest our time, our prayer, and even our resource in the campuses where the young people are today. 
You know, before we close, you know, if you want to be part of what God is doing in the next generation, students in the campus to be reached out, that we will actually see revival happening in different campuses in this nation. Let's be part of that. As I said earlier, we have a campus ministry. We have campus missionaries that are doing this on a full-time capacity. 14 of them. And if you are interested in joining us, you can actually either pray, you can go and help. Of course, nowadays, we're limited to online learning. But you can actually give for the campus work that we have. And if you're wanting to be part of and invest in the next generation, just go ahead and visit our website, victorialabang.church slash campus. And we know that this investment that you will actually make will have a lasting impact in our future leaders of this society. Let me just end with a benediction and then close this service with a word of prayer. Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity that we get to have to work with every generation, Lord. I thank you that you will continue to bless everyone who's listening to this uh, service. Thank you that you will, Lord, just move us into doing our part in nation building. And so we thank you for what you're doing, God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and grant you peace. May you walk in the love of Christ and in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and always enjoy the love of our Heavenly Father. Well, that's it for now and we hope to see you in our services in the future. In the meantime, I want you to just stay home, take care of yourself and one another. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.